You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Have you heard of this Broadway? Yes, sire. And we don't stand a chance there. Why not? Because Broadway is a very special place filled with very special people. people who... You're listening to The Chorus Kid, a new miniseries from The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome. I'm Mo Brady. People who need people and who are in many ways the luckiest people in the world. In a recent interview, Broadway luminary Casey Nicola stated, quote, I'm just a bouncy chorus kid. And while it's true that he performed in eight Broadway shows over 11 years as an ensemble member, he's also launched a second rather successful career as a director and choreographer. But this quote got me thinking, what is it about a bouncy chorus kid that makes such a prolific leader in the musical theater? If you don't know Casey Nicola by name, you're certainly familiar with the shows that he has worked on. He is the director-choreographer of Mean Girls, Something Rotten, and Aladdin. He's a Drama Desk winner, a Drama League winner, an 11-time Tony Award nominee, and one-time winner for The Book of Mormon. He's basically a winner. He's also on the record for sharing that in every production he's helmed, there is one number he's most proud of. I thought this was a fascinating topic for a miniseries, for an acclaimed director-choreographer to walk us through some of the most famous and crowd-pleasing numbers in the musical theater canon. So, in my conversation with Casey, we talked about his time as a Broadway performer, the inspiration for those numbers, as well as how he builds a number from an idea to a Tony Award-winning hit. Here's our conversation. They won't care if it's witty or everything looks pretty. They'll simply say it's shitty and refuse. Nobody will go, sir. If it's not kosher, then no show, sir. Even Goyim won't be dim enough to choose. Put on shows that make men stare with lots of... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Very good. good. Would you introduce yourself and tell us what neighborhood of New York City you live in? Yeah, I'm Casey Nicola, and I live on, it's sort of no man's land a little bit, but it's 110th and 5th. So I have a few questions for you. I want to ask you about performing in awesome. ensembles, sort of in large swaths. Okay, great. And then this idea of every show you do, you have a number that's you're most proud of. Right. And I noticed there are some similarities there, <laughs> often ensemble numbers. Yes. Why did you love performing in ensembles? Well, it was always my dream. You know, I just wanted to so much. I love singing and dancing. I didn't know if I was any good at it. But, you know, I loved movie musicals as a kid. You couldn't see the wall in my bedroom because it was just covered with, like, every movie musical poster and every program of any show I ever saw in San Diego. What of your performing experiences just felt like a great cohesive ensemble group. Oh, well, Crazy For You, for sure, which was my first. That was really special. Susan Stroman's big Broadway show, and you know Mike Ockrent was the director, and you know they ended up becoming a couple and then <laughs> married during that time. And uh, so it was, it was just a really, it was a really special time. I just remembered feeling so important as an ensemble member. Mike Ockrent, I remember the second day of rehearsals, took us all into, we each had a half hour meeting with the director. And we would go into the room with him and we would just talk about what we thought our place in the town was going to be, what we'd have in our pockets, what our personalities were like. And it was so smart of him because then he figured out, oh, if, if he doesn't live in town, he'd be coming from stage right. If he's a go-getter, he would be always cleaning up. It's sort of, even if the audience didn't know what those specifics were, they were specific to all of us. And I just, I learned so much from him. One word that we don't use to describe ensembles very much anymore is chorus. Uh -huh. How do you feel about the word chorus? Well, it kind of isn't a chorus anymore. Yeah, sure. A chorus is a bunch of people who stand and sing, mm -hmm. you know, and there was always like the singing, the singing chorus and the dancing chorus. But now you kind of have to do everything. So it, I guess ensemble feels, feels better. What is a lesson that you took from your performing experience that you've transitioned and tried to incorporate when you're directing helming shows? It's just work hard <laughs> and be nice to people. Basically, you know, you just never know and meet as many people as you can because you never know who is going to show up later in your life that you're going to end up, even if you, you know, maybe you weren't pals during that show and then all of a sudden you're business partners. You just don't know. And I think that's one of the joys of this business and one of the joys of, of life. I've noticed that you have a lot of sort of repeat clients in your in your pocket. I do. Why is it important for you to hire people that you've worked with before? Well, you know what you're going to get. And and also you you surprise each other or you know, for instance, I'll just use an example. You know, Brooks Ashmanskis in The Prom. You know, everyone knows he's got this funny side and then he delivers such a touching performance as well. And I just love to be able to let people show more. You know, I know more about them as people than they're able to show more on stage and push them to do. Do you make your friends audition? Sometimes. <laughs> not all the times. I'm, I get nervous when they audition. But also, too, I don't want to be pushing a friend because I just feel like it, it feels like it might be icky a little bit. So I, I don't actually push that part of it. And then when they audition, everyone's like, that person's great. And I go, yeah, I think so too, you know? <laughs> but I don't, because then, but usually everyone sees the talent. I'm, I'm attracted to talented people as friends. I think it started that way. And then I ended up hiring them because also too, like when Drowsy Chaperone happened, I wanted to, because it was my first time directing a show for Broadway. We didn't know it was going to be Broadway yet, but I wanted to surround myself with people that I knew so that, I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
And basically everyone in that show was someone I worked with in a dressing room when I was a performer. And that's sort of how that happened, I think. This whole interview sort of came out of this idea that you said, each show you do, you have a number you're most proud of. Uh-huh. Do you know what's going to be your favorite before you stage No, it? you have no idea. So when does that happen that you are like, this is going to huh. be it? Well, I think it happens differently each time. You never do know, but then there's a moment where you kind of go like, oh, this is working. And sometimes, usually in pre-production, I spend all this time on like the first number that I think is going to be the big number of the show. And then that ends up being fine, but then you start learning more about the show. And, you know, because usually I do my pre-production in two stages, like it's two weeks. And then I let like a month or two go by while the writers are doing other stuff. And then I do like another two weeks. So I sort of know the show better and stuff. And usually the numbers that I work on end up being better because I know more about the show. Just marinated yeah. more in it. Yeah, absolutely. How do you know how many people to cast in an ensemble? It's funny. I just sort of like pick it out of the top of my head. Mean Girls, I go, oh, you know what? There has to be more girls than guys because you want to, f- to feel that energy. So I was like, eight girls, six guys. I don't think you can do less than less than six and six. Mm-hmm. And if there's a partner dancing, you definitely have to do that. Four couples on stage will feel like four people. Mm-hmm. It won't really look like more people. Yeah, I, I usually go for about six and six unless it feels like we need to add it. Unless it needs to be guy heavy. Like Aladdin was... Uh, 10 guys or 12 guys? Yeah, that's and big. Yeah, it, Aladdin was the biggest, I think. Tell us a little bit more about your pre-production. Like, how much do you have planned going in? I pretty much plan everything going in. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't throw it all out. It's pretty planned. I mean, it, it starts with me figuring out which numbers need dance in them and how I want to shape them. And then I talk to Glenn Kelly, the dance arranger who does most of my shows. He and, and David Chase do. And Glenn will just come, I'll tell him what I want. He'll just come up with music and then he'll just, we'll just keep finessing it. And then it starts with me like sitting on the floor with my eyes closed, just listening to the music over and over and over and Glenn playing it. And then we go, all right, cut this a little bit and add this. So I get the shape of it and I start visualizing it. And then usually it's my associate and I in a room with Glenn for a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we'll get dancers in a week after that. And then I'll kind of repeat that the second group that I do. Got it. So then you have the patterns or you have the moves, you have both. I think the most important thing is the story. You know, figuring out the build of the number and figuring out what the story is to go through it. Because I just don't think you can just stop and dance. You know, and especially if it's in a comedy, nobody wants you to stop the energy of the laughs to just stop and dance. So I have to figure out what the story is. And sometimes you don't know right away. But once you know that, you know the build and the story, then you can figure out the steps much easier. Very small percentile who enjoys a dancing gentile. I'm sad to be the one with this bad news. But never mind your sword play, you just won't succeed on Broadway. You just don't succeed on Broadway if you don't have any shoes. Papa, can you hear me? To get along on Broadway, to sing a song on Broadway, to hit the top on Broadway and not lose. I tell you, I'm the king. One essential thing There simply must be Simply must be Jews hey! Oh, there simply must be Arthur, trust me Simply must be Jews All right, so let's dive in Your okay. first Broadway choreography job Right Spam a lot Yes And the number that you had identified was You won't succeed on Broadway So Uh Tell us what happens in You Won't Succeed on Broadway. 
It basically starts with Robin, which is David Hyde Pierce's character, says, well, sire, let me explain it like this, you know, and he just says, you know, you must have this, and then it goes into this minstrel kind of feel, and then it just keeps building, and then there's an homage to Fiddler, and they do, like, the bottle dance with grails on their heads, you know, everyone, you know, the ladies take off their scarves, and everyone just starts going crazy until it feels like this whole Jew- big Jewish wedding number by the end of it. Where did all of these visual jokes come from? Oh my gosh, they... I don't know. It was crazy. That was the that was one of the last numbers I staged before we went into rehearsals. It's funny. I started talk. I started figuring out the build of it, and we were just like playing around in in pre production. And then I met with David Hyde Pierce about the number. I wanted to like teach him some stuff and go over it beforehand. And the number wasn't really the the lyrics weren't really Broadway oriented yet. I wasn't crazy about them, <laughs> quite honestly. And I talked to David. I said, "We're going to rewrite all of these lyrics," and he was. Furious, and in a David Hyde Pierce furious way, which is more collaborative than furious. But he was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. That's not going to work. I like these lyrics. I don't want you to change these lyrics. I said, trust me. It's going to build. The number's going to build great. And he's like, all right, all right. I trust you. I'll let you do it, and then we'll talk about it. I said, great. And the number just built perfectly. It really did. And then I was, I would say to the four people playing the minstrels, now just do something, you know, comedic here. And then I said, Christian, I'm going to put a wig on you and have you cross there. And it just sort of happened and i think my favorite numbers are the ones that were fun in the creation of Mm -hmm. uh, where i didn't expect it it was maybe surprising or it just worked you know that's i think what what makes me so happy but just seeing david hyde pierce in that number never having done a big number before (laughs) uh was just thrilling at what point does the bottle dance come in? When are you like, we got to get everybody on their knees? I just knew we did. I just knew we did. That was that was like, we just have to absolutely do that. But it was funny too, because, you know, David plays the piano in the middle of the number two. And, you know, he is a concert pianist. And uh, so we were like, we have to use it. He was like, no, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. Just all the elements worked well together. How, yeah, how do you know about... Like the 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 piano section sort of is like a break in the number. Absolutely, right? and then it goes, and then hysterically it goes into the bottle dance. Right. But we didn't know that to start with. You know what? You sort of know the elements, and then you go, "Oh, that would be funny here," or you just—it's just inspirational work. That's what's so much fun about working with people. You know, I have it in my head, and then someone throws something else out. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's got to fit in there somewhere." How do you go from we should have a j- hey joke? To uh-huh. building a the hay joke was way last minute. Okay. Like that was in rehearsal. <laughs> they wouldn't be funny if. And I was like, oh my god, yes, yes. And then you just that happens, and then like the next day, a barrel of hay shows up to like yeah, pretty much. Oh gosh, Broadway man. Yes, totally. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's do this. Toe touches for the full male ensemble. Oh, they hated me for that. <laughs> they absolutely hated me for that. <laughs> they really did. Right away, I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Well, it just seemed right, and it just seemed funny. And also, I didn't care if they were perfect, because it's about the comedy of it, so. I don't want to show off no more. I don't want to sing tunes no more. I don't want to ride moons no more. I don't want to show off. I don't want to wear this no more Play the saucy Swiss Miss no more Blow my signature no more I don't want to show off Let's talk about Drazzy Chaperone. Right. Show off. Well, she basically says, I don't want to show off anymore. And then it's like, click, click, click. And like people are taking pictures of her. Every time she says, I don't want to show off, she's doing something that she's showing off in. And then she's spinning plates, and then she's getting locked uh, in a refrigerator, and then, you know, it just keeps building. 
show off was my favorite. A one person number, but again, uses the full ensemble. Absolutely. I mean, the full ensemble is four people in Jurassic Park. No, but everybody was, all all the characters were in it. Moving around and facilitating it. Yeah. How many of Sutton's tricks were developed on her? They were pretty much really laid out. Just how to get from one thing to the next. Oh, what about this? And I talked to Greg. I said, I want her to change clothes like five times. And he said, okay. And then we had to figure out how to make that work. Uh, And the only thing Sutton and I talked about ahead of time is I wanted to know what acro she could do and what tricks she had up her sleeve. So all of that was stuff that she had Yeah, I mean, it ended up being less than it originally was because, you know, she broke her wrist uh, when we were... And strangely, in the song called An Accident Waiting to Happen, she <laughs> fell and broke her wrist. And, and so she did all of the L.A. run with a with a cast on her own. And so then the show was just built around being able to... Well, she still did it. No, but she did everything because it was like right at the end of previews. So she did everything that she had done before except some of the acro stuff. And then she just said, you know what? Let's just not push it. She did great, some great stuff where she got to the floor and then she did a backbend and then she kicked her legs all the way up slowly. I mean, it was really cool. Is that stuff that you were working together on or was that like pre-pro on your own? Um, no, that's stuff that she... You know, I, I will build it on people, especially the stars. I don't want to give them something that makes them uncomfortable. And if they're like, I don't really like doing that no one's going to look good doing something they don't want to do so did the staging change for different leading ladies no at that point you know it's ingrained in it Uh um so yeah so i didn't change that much then how did the glass of water trick come i just thought it would be funny (laughs) these are all just like ideas that are coming (laughs) oh totally so you're just sitting totally and and they're happening in the pre-pro time they're happening in Um, rehearsal i think a combination of pre-pro and me laying in bed at three in the morning and then of course rehearsal too it's like you never really remember where st- – I never really remember where stuff comes from, you know, because it's always like you're just throwing ideas back and forth. Do you have like a notepad next to your bed that says – No, I should know. No. no. If, it, if it's there – Oh, I always thought the straitjacket would be funny too. <laughs> Special thanks to Casey Nicola for sharing his stories with us this week. You can learn more about him and how to connect with him online by visiting our website, theensemblist.com. The Ensemblist was produced today by me, Mo Brady. Please help others find out about The Ensemblist. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can share the episodes with a friend. You can... Those seem like two really great ways. I mean, an online friend, a, a human in-person interaction, or the rating and review on apple podcasts if you're not an apple podcast person you can also download episodes wherever you get your podcasts or at theensemblist.com and make sure you follow us on instagram where we share new episodes original photography posts from our blog from actors about their lives and work in the theater thanks for listening guys until next time Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.